Welcome to Christ Rehoboth Church, a place where we help people discover their purpose for living and raise kingdom people for global impact. Join us today as Reverend Kingsley Agu takes you deep into God's Word. We began to examine wisdom for living and we examine God's Word uh, uh, position as we begin to relate with people in this world. And we stated that relationship is critical. And I said last week that no man is an island and that uh, people are not poor because there is no money. But people are poor because of a relationship they did not undo well. Are we together? Are we together? That it's as a result of a relationship that is not undoed well. Can somebody help me with the volume just a little bit up? Praise God. So relationship, I stated, is critical that even when it comes to Christ, it dealt with relationship. And Christ is God himself. So relationship is critical. And we examined, we, we looked into just briefly because in the course of the teaching of this series, we are going to be just tapping into several of those relationships. We talked about employment. We talked about uh, business uh, 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 connections. We talked about marriages. We talked about relationships. And uh, we, we talked, again, I'm going to be briefing on uh, the parental relationship today. Uh, but I'm not going to be dwelling on it because in the course of this teaching, we are going to be fully expressing what this series is about. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ a new creature, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And we said the believer is a new creature. This man is born again. And he is no longer bound by the things of old. We said the born again man is a man that has moved from the law into the saving grace of Christ. And remember in some of our teachings sometime last year I said the old things referenced in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. You can get a full picture in chapter 3. And then when you look at Romans 8, verse 9, it says we are not of the flesh. We are of the spirit. In Galatians, he talks about we are not saved by circumcision. So whether circumcised or uncircumcised profited to no man. But salvation is by grace. Salvation is by grace. So when you begin, begin to look at the old things, you will understand that the trust of men was put on the things of the law. And those things made them decide to either look right before God or look wrong before God. Those things were things that, you know, what we call the self-righteousness, glory to God. Where people say, if you do this, you, you, you gain the attention of God. If you do that, you misplace the attention of God. Whereby people begin to say that what you do is what changes the mood of God. So if you do things, God can be happy. If you do things, God can be unhappy. But we began to say last week that all things are passed away. Those things that 
bring about self-righteousness is passed away. So you are a believer. You are a new creature. You are a new being. You are a new being. You have a new species. Praise God. And in verse 16, dri drives it home. In verse 16, he said, Wherefore, ends know we no man after the flesh. Yet though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Praise God. I said, praise God. So as a person believes the gospel, as a person believes the message of Christ, that person is now born again. The premise of a man being born again is not what you do. You didn't play a role in your salvation. Christ came while you were yet sinners and he died for you. So Romans 10 now says in verse 8, that faith is in the heart and in the mouth. That faith is by hearing. So when you hear God's word, what happened? You believe it in your heart. You are saved. 9 or 10. With the man, confession is made unto salvation. And with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. So if you shall confess the Lord Jesus, thou shalt be saved. That is the premise of being born again. So once you go through all of this rudiment, you are now a born again. So you seated here today, you are seated here because you believe. You believe. So you are a born again child of God. You are a new breed. You have a new race. You have a new race. You have a new race. You are not the children of light. How many of you are children of light here? Amen. Glory to God. Now let's see Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. Verse 24. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So the new man, the born again man, is created in righteousness and true holiness. So once you made that confession, you are now a righteous being and you are holy. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So the new man, let's see what the Amplified Redition says. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 24. And put on the new nature, the regenerate self, created in God's image, God-like, in righteousness and holiness. So the born again man, he's already created in true holiness. He is not going to be created in. He is already, so you are already created in true holiness and righteousness. Come on, say to someone, I am already created in true holiness and righteousness. So the scripture lets us know who the believer is, who the new creature is. Who the new creature is. If you are born again, you are created in God. You are created in God. You are created like God. You are created after God. And you possess the nature of God. So that is why the word says, all things are passed away. All things are become new. So the new creation is the son of God. As you are seated, you are the son of God. Whether you are a male or female. I'm the man in Christ. I'm the man in Christ. 
You are in Christ. You are created in Christ. You are called the son of God. The moment you got born again, you are the son of God. The Bible says, for Jesus is not ashamed to call you brethren. So you are now a part and parcel of God's family. <laughs> you belong to a family. So there is a relationship established. The moment you are saved, you are born into a family. You are not an island. You are a new species. You are a new breed. You are not an island. You are the son of God. You are not going to grow to become the son of God. You are not going to grow to become the joint heirs of God. You are the son of the living God in Christ Jesus. Somebody say that after me. Look at what 1 John 3 verse 1 says. 1 John 3 verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us. That we should be called the son of God. That we should be called. We should be called the sons of God. Therefore the word knoweth us not. Because it knew him not. As the children of God the word know us not. I want you to underline that word. The, as a son of God the word know me not. Verse 2, beloved, now are we, <laughs> now we will be, now we are going to try to be. He says, but now are we the sons of God. Who are you now? <laughs> now are we the sons of God and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Ah, glory to God. That is why our spirit is no longer learning. We are in union with God. We are in, there, there is a sokmatizo with the Father. But the flesh is not letting us come into that full expression. But on the day of his appearing. As he is, we will see as he is. And so shall we be. So we can walk through walls. We shall be in our glorified body. Oh glory to God. So we are the sons of God. So as a born again child of God. You are no longer a servant. You are a son. You were born into a family. Heaven gave birth to you. God gave birth to you. You have incorruptible seed. Incorruptible seed. The word sperma. He, 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 he conceived you and he gave birth to you. So I carry God's DNA. I am in God's family. I am of a family. I'm not a bastard. Uh -uh, uh -uh. I know my father. <laughs> I, I know the family I hail from. I, I, I may not look at like it in the physical, but uh, I am not controlled by the realms of the physical. I, I hail from the spirit man. Glory to God. So we are the sons of God. We are not trying to become the sons of God. Let's see Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. Glory to God. 
Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but what? A son. And if a son, then an heir of God through who? Through Christ. That is, Christ is the only one that saves. Listen to me. Whether in this world, in the past world, in the world to come, even as touching the imaginable worlds, Christ is the only one that can save. How do I know it? He is the only one that when you look at the grave, he's no longer in the grave. <laughs> the, the good news was not really in the death. The good news was in the fact that he resurrected from the dead. Oh, glory to God. And the Bible said when he resurrected, those that were dead with him rose. Those that were dead in Christ rose. At the resurrection of Christ, the church was born. <laughs> we are a people of resurrection. Why is resurrection very important? We were dead in sin and in trespasses. And it needs a resurrecting power to resurrect us. So the same spirit who resurrected Christ from the dead is the same spirit that resurrected us from the sin, from the, from the life of sin. Glory to God. So we are born into a family. We belong to a family. We are not just moving about. We are the heir of God through Christ. So the son of God is a, is a the believer is a son of God. He is joint heirs. That means not everyone is a son of God. Not everyone is a son of God. Remember we touched this last week that you will come into the, the, the they call it universality. Did Christ die for all? Yes. So if Christ died for all, it means Christ is the father of all. It's a lie. It is now by choice. As you hear the message, you are convinced of the spirit of God. And you believe the message. You will be saved. You will be saved. If you reject the message of Christ, you are condemned already. So not every soul is the child of God. And last Sunday we saw that a man that is not born again is not the son of God. Did we see that? And we said that man is naturally possessed by the devil. A man who is not born again is the man who is naturally possessed. And we saw many scriptures, didn't we? We read the scriptures to establish that. So to be the son of God, it means you have believed the message. Are we together? It means you have believed the message. And if you have not believed the message, you are called the children of the devil or the children of disobedience. You are called the children of the devil or the children of disobedience. Remember life before the law, after the law, and in the law? How many of you remember that sermon? Where I proved to you that the sin of Adam was the rejection of Christ. For those of you, just go back to Facebook. I think it's... Uh, Kingdom Invasion Network. You'll see life before the law, in the law, and after the law. Praise God. So a man that is not born again, a man that has not believed, is the child of the devil or disobedience. John 8, 44. John 8, 44. 
Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh, he speaketh a lie. He speaketh of, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So the devil is the father of some people. The devil is the father of some people. And we are the children of God, the sons of God, because we believed. The moment we believed the message of Christ, we became the children of God. Don't forget, we were once the children of the devil in our unbelief. But the moment we got saved, what happened to us? There was a spirit of adoption. We are now the children of light. John 1.12. John 1, 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. He gave the rights to become the sons of God. Many that believes. So what do you do? You believe. What do you do? That is why the songwriter said he is more than enough. Jesus plus something is not the message. Jesus plus this and that has drifted from the faith of Christ. It is Jesus and Jesus alone. It is not Jesus or, it is Jesus and Jesus alone. So we are in a family. How many of you are in a family here? We are in a family. John 3, 16. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not what? Condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. So he that did not believe is condemned already. That means if you don't believe, you will be convicted and condemned. The premise of you becoming the child of God is the fact that you believe the message as you heard the message. You know, there are people who just hear this message and they do not have, allow the message to have deep roots in their lives. The message or the word of God is not just for quotation. It's not to show how skillful you are in biblical uh, 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 repetitions and renditions and quotations and, 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 and talking and all of that. As you hear the message, you must allow the message to have deep roots in your whole life. You must become what you hear. Yeah, you must become the message you hear. The reason you come is that you come to a place of knowledge. But in that place of knowledge, you have to live what you have known. The gospel is not for fighting here and there. No, 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 no. The, the, the gospel is to unveil the works of Christ. The finished work of Christ is death, burial, and resurrection. And to, to, to show the family of God and that every family of God lives in unity. Yeah, the message of Christ. So when you hear the message in all areas of your life, you ought to allow the message of Christ have deep root. 
is not to just say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And your life is not expressing what you are saying. You know what James says? He says, you are a forgetful hearer. You are living beside yourselves. Yeah. So when you hear the message, the message brings salvation. Praise God. So, whoever does not believe in this message is what? Is condemned already. That is the premise. So there is a, 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 a very, very clear distinction between the sons of God and the sons of the devil. The, sons, the difference is that the sons of God heard the message and believed the message. The sons of the devil, they heard but refused to believe. Are we together? Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 1 and 3. Ephesians 2, 1 to 3. And ye had he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein in time past, ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the head, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience. Among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we are by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Please, I want you to underline the word conversation, our conversation. Underline that word, our conversation. So that means everyone is not the children of God. The only premise of one becoming the child of God is the fact that he heard the message, he believes the message, and he is saved by that message. Ephesians 5. Are you following me? Ephesians 5, 1 to 4. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. He called you dear children. As dear children. And walk in love as Christ also had loved us. That love there is the, is the fruit of the Spirit. And had given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savour. But fornication and uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. Never, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting which are not convenient, but rather giving of tongues. Rather giving of tongues. He said, a believer is not supposed to give themselves to foolish talking and jesting. Interestingly, the word jesting there is joke. It's where you get the word commending. That is why I get weary when, 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 when comedians are brought to the pulpit to make people joyful. Our joy is not of the world. We have the joy of salvation. We have the joy of the spirit. So we do not take our joy from the element of this world. Our joy is eternal. Glory to God. I said our joy is eternal. Foolish jesting. Using provocative words. So we now even begin to make jest of God. And you see believers are joking and laughing. Say that, that joke enter. That joke enter. Praise God. They take the scriptures 
and they are twisting it. Ah, that joke can't ah, I didn't see it like that. It is only in Christianity you see people making jokes of the things of the scriptures. You will see, there are, you, you, there are environments a believer should be uncomfortable. Yeah. There are movies a believer should not be watching. There are music. You know, I get wearied when I see believers, tongue-talking believers, who don't do anything than to just be, they, they know all the worldly music. They play it. They enjoy, they dance with it. Somebody was asking me, he said, Pastor, uh, uh, why, why didn't you dance, uh, uh, you know, play worldly music in your wedding and dance? I turned to the person, I said, are you okay? <laughs> I think myself and Pastor V were in an occasion where there was a particular song that came up and people were dancing. I sat there and I was listening to the lyrics and I turned to Pastor Phil. If people really settled down to listen to these lyrics, I'm sure they would not be dancing. The lyrics were saying, I sold myself to the devil, so I am glorifying the devil. It, they were singing it, and believers were, hey, when the song, hey, the ones that were sitting before, hey, glory to God. You must be uncomfortable in some environment. If we can scrutinize, I know I'm just talking to some persons over there now. <laughs> if we can scrutinize the song we sing from this pulpit, you should scrutinize everything you are lying to your ears. How can somebody be playing Mother, Mother Jesus? And they are, ah, this song, man, this guy was bad. You are dancing. And he's saying, mother, mother, Jesus. And you are saying, this is bad. This is, this is, this is, this guy is talented. And then they, they brought another movie, Black Jesus. You can't make jest of Muhammad and the Islamic religion just look at you and do nothing. It's only, so believers, you must be very uncomfortable in some environment. Am I communicating today? <laughs> Praise God. We don't while away time in club. Uh -uh. <laughs> that is why when we come to service like this, there is joy of the Holy Ghost. How many people have the Holy Ghost here? <laughs> Glory to God. And he says rejoice again. I say rejoice. So there is a rejoicing in the life of every believer. Why? We are found in him. You, you must be uncomfortable. We are still talking about wisdom for living. <laughs> we mu you must be very uncomfortable. Praise God. So we do not draw our joy from the world. We don't need comedy to make us laugh. Praise God. I said, praise God. Somebody will be thinking, ah, is pastor not saying we should <laughs> figure it out? <laughs> praise God. Ephesians chapter 5, 5 to 6. For this ye know, that no warmongers, no unclean person, no covetous man, who is an idolater, had any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. 
Ephesians 5. Verse 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things, cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Then look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 9 and 10. Hallelujah. Wisdom for living. 9 and 10. For it is written, 1 Corinthians 6, oh, sorry. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10. It says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. You know what that is? Nor thieves, nor convertious, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So, God doesn't hate the sinners, but he hates the sin. So, no sinner have a part in the kingdom of God. No sinner have a part in the, in the kingdom of God. Are we together here? Then verse 11 now says, And such were some of you, but ye are washed. So you were once like that. Now, that means that was your old ways. That was your old life. You were once like that, but now you are washed. But you are sanctified. But you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. And by the spirit of our God. So that was your old life. You are washed from that old life. You shouldn't return back to it. Yeah. That's your old man. You should not. You, you are washed. I've heard people say. Ah. God has forgiven my sin. Past, present and future. So this one I'm going to do now. He has forgiven it all. You, you are deliberately living. So, so your patrimony needs to be re-examined. Yeah. No. It needs to be re-examined. You are a forgetful hearer. You, 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 you look at the mirror. You see your real image. Then you turn away. You are conformed. To this world. You are conforming. Many people are conforming. You are the new man in Christ. You are born again. Talk, talker. Spirit filled. But you are now conforming to this world. So, as I'm teaching you now, if the word of God makes you uncomfortable, it shows, <laughs> it shows you have not been living by the word of God. It shows, because you are born by the word. So, you, you, the word of God should be your comfort zone. You get my point? It should be your comfort. When, when you hear God's word, you should be happy hearing it. We are different from what we used to be. I said we are different from what you used to be. So the word of God should not make you uncomfortable. You are born not of incorruptible seed. I mean not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible. You are born. Don't be hiding somewhere and doing the things you are doing and you think a uh, pastor is not going to see you. Praise God. So you should be at home with the word of God. And the truth is the word of God is foolishness 
to this world, to those who are perishing. Praise God. So it should be a, when, when you hear God's word, you should be excited and you should be happy. And sometimes the word of God can come flogging you in a way. You should be happy. Look, you know, sometimes when I'm teaching like this and the spirit of God is ministering through me as I'm teaching, you may begin to think somebody have come to download to me the situations that you have been hiding. I have no clue. As I am talking, the spirit of God is unveiling things. And I, that is why I'm your pastor. I'm to bring you to the unity of the faith. I am to teach you the word of God to correct you when you are going the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Can I communicate with you here? So you are of the incorruptible. Say I'm of the incorruptible. Ephesians chapter 5. 7 to 11. Seven to eleven. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. That's a key instruction. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable. Ephesians five, proving what is what acceptable unto the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, speak against them, hate them. He said, you should not have fellowship. You, you should not have company. Neither should you entertain it. Oh, you know, it's just once in a while. God understands. The question is, where are the fruit, unfruitful work of darkness? They are in people. The unfruitful work of darkness are in people. So we should not entertain it as believers. We were once like that. He now said, we are no longer like that. We are washed. So we should come out from among them. You, you can't be a believer and, and, and you are having your lifestyle and pattern after a non-believer. I mean, I was at the airport in Nigeria last, uh, probably last August. And I saw a lady. <laughs> she thought she was the fashion. What she was wearing was net. That all her inners were showing. You know there is a problem when a young girl look and they shake their head. And she was comfortable. As a believer. You, you, are, you are copying the word. You forgot what he talked about, modesty. Then you now wear skirt. That when you are not sitting, you are not trying to find a way to cover things up. Leave it like that. You are, you are dressing in a way that it defeats the purpose of dressing. And just, just be walking everywhere like that. We will understand. As God created Adam and Eve, they were both naked. Forgetting that it is food that is not covered that flies perch on. The word is wise. The, 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 word, the word is enough for the wise. Any food that is not covered flies with perch on. After flies have eaten on it, they will, they will lay heads on it. Then worms will come. And, look, look. Managaya doshada yabaya. Fashion is not short. It's not, no, 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 no. 
is that's what clothes are. But but we are taking the, the, the lessons from the unbelievers. You get my point now. On all the social media, the ones you will share is the, the new fashion from an unbeliever. And you are shared, gospel come, you won't share. You are ashamed. When you are even in the midst of the friends, you are ashamed to, to talk about who you are. There's a problem. When I was not married, there were beautiful girls that because of how they dress, I didn't even want they look like this. All those kind of dressing attract boys. <laughs> boys. <laughs> We that are men, it doesn't attract us. <laughs> Praise God. Am I communicating here? The question is, you dressing like that, how can you win an unbeliever? When an unbeliever see you, you are even dressing worse than they are. You are dressing that all your features are showing. You think that's the... Yes. That is why an unbeliever will come to a believer and say, excuse me, can we be in a relationship? When an unbeliever comes to you, a believer, you should be crying. Yeah. Am I communicating here? Everybody is shaking their head. <laughs> Praise God. So it means the believer cannot be in an intimate relationship with an unbeliever. What fellowship as a believer with an unbeliever? What do you have in common? You are the children of light, not the children of darkness. Not the children of darkness. Praise God. Some people say, ah, we kid them today. See the way we dressed? Oh, God. Second Corinthians. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 6. Chapter 6, verse 14. Young boys, on your social media, <laughs> you, are, you are trying to attract the likes of people. Listen, it doesn't matter how many likes you get on social media. Don't be a fool. They don't like you. No, they don't. No, let something happen now. The same people that shared like are the same people that will castigate you. Then you are, not, you are not opening your one pack. Not even six. <laughs> you know I'm saying one pack because that's what I have. <laughs> we are laughing now because I'm yabbing myself. Look at you. <laughs> the, uh, amen. <laughs> Praise God. You are, you, are, you, are, you are taking pictures of cars. You are not showing dollars. A guy was asked... He said, why, you are a billionaire. Why do you not dress fantastically? He said, the reason why you dress fantastically is because your back account is zero. So you are trying to use this dressing to impress. He said, but for me, I'm a billionaire. My account says it. I don't need to prove it. <laughs> that's it, that's the word <laughs> glory to God no, we should not be like the world you should not 
Because why do they do it? That is what the world does. And, and they are impressed by what they see. And we are beginning to see that. Young boys and young girls mesmerizing their lives because they want to conform to this world. You meet a sister. Uh, uh, out of all the Christian brothers that you have, why are you not? He said, ah, pastor, they pray too much. It shows that you yourself, you have not been a believer. You are just covering, you know, your face or because you are going to church. Because a believer prays, you can't accept. Because he, he is taught this gospel. When I was not married, only let me share some story with you. There were some beautiful ladies, even pastor's children, that we were in communication. And they told me, I can't marry a pastor. The moment that was said, I borrowed the legs that I didn't have <laughs> and ran. Because we will be praying too much. We'll be studying too much. There is nothing romantic about a believer. It shows where your priorities lies. The fact that something is enjoyable doesn't mean it is successful. Let me, let me proceed. Are we still here? Wisdom for living. Verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. For what fellowship at righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion at light with darkness? And what concord at Christ with Belial? Or what part at he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement at the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God had said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore, Come out from where? From among them. He's telling you, come out. And be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean things. And I will receive you. And will be a father unto you. And ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Come out from among them. Don't try to be like them. It's so easy for... Because you don't want to offend the unbeliever. We, I had a group of friends that we graduated together from a, 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 chat, a WhatsApp group. The play was not getting out of hand. They are putting words that are provocative. One day I woke up, I said, ah, what is wrong with me? I'm in this group. I started teaching, teaching, and all of them. One of them wrote me, you see, this is not a, a church group. <laughs> <laughs> and from that day, nobody sent in provocative words. It's not a church group, I agree. I am a pastor. I make it so. No, I cannot accept. Some of you, because you, you get a job, a very good corporate job, where you go out and there is enjoyment and drinking. Happy Friday. And because you don't want to look somehow to your bosses, you now begin to conform. Oh, don't you drink beer? Ah, me? I drink beer. <laughs> me? What is your favorite? Uh, 
Give me a name. What's your favorite beer? <laughs> Give me a name. All of you are smart. <laughs> All of you are smart. <laughs> I, ah, so, so you know your pastor so well. <laughs> ah, you don't know. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> And, and you, you, are, you, you'll be enjoying yourself. You are conforming. I've told you before. Some of you think that saying who you are and what you do in church will not give you a job. All the job I've ever had, I have always stated, I'm a pastor. Go to my LinkedIn. You will see it there. Are we together? I'm a manager now. I told them, they said, have you managed before? I estimated the numbers of workers in the church. <laughs> Am I communicating here? <laughs> I said, I said, do you know money is the, is the easiest thing to manage? People is the hardest. I said, right now in the church, I have a workforce that is over 30 people. I manage all of them. So there is nothing about managing that is new. <laughs> Some of you, you are, you are ashamed because you don't want the world to know. I don't have any conversation unless you bring spiritual ones to me at work. There's somewhere I want to get to, but the time is fast spent. Are we still communicating here? Are we still communicating here? He said, come out from among them who do not believe the gospel. It means to be distinct. So there is a sanctification we have in Christ. And there is a sanctification we have daily in our lives with the word. Positionally, we are sanctified. But there is still that sanctification by the word. Where the word puts us in order. Praise God. I said praise God. So... It means every day, our steps, hearts, choice, decisions, and relationships is sanctified and consecrated. We cannot afford to live a life that is not sanctified. John 17, 17. Am I still communicating here? John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So you are distinct. You are distinctly different. You are among them, but you are not of them. Don't blend so easily as some of you. Some of you blend so easily. You are ashamed of who you are. You are ashamed to even say you are a believer. The same way that day will come, they will say, choose Christ or your life. Some of you, by this, you cannot really tell what your answer will be. Who Christ help? <laughs> so there are music you should not be listening to you should not be comfortable it doesn't matter how loud that music is it doesn't even make my hand to twist like this when the music is loud it makes me uncomfortable you know when the music is loud is when it's supposed to move you to dance that is where it becomes uncomfortable for me. 
You cannot be comfortable. A believer, you are, you are, you, your name is recognized and known in a club. Every Friday, you are shaking it like it's art. And you are a believer. What are you doing there? Are you winning souls? As unto the Jews, I too became a Jew. Is that what you are doing there? That you might win some. So now, are you winning some or they are winning you? <laughs> Praise God. Am I communicating here? So there is no relationship, no fellowship between a believer and a non-believer. Does that mean we should not talk to them? That's not what I'm saying. Does that mean we should not love them? No, that's not what I am saying. I cannot take a non-believer as my confidant. My ride or die. My bestie. Bestie. Eh? Bestie. Ah! You are my brother. You, you call a non-believer your brother. What does that tell you? It shows that you and our believer have the same father. So your patrimony needs to be examined. Am I communicating here? Church, am I communicating? Yeah. There is no relationship. He, the word says, come out of them. Be separate from them. Don't be in fellowship with them. You cannot share the same lifestyle with them. You cannot fashion your pattern according to them. How can light try to be darkness? You are light. You are trying to be darkness. What are you looking for in a fellow who, has, who, who refused to believe in God? Who refused to believe in Christ? So the day you find yourself comfortable with an unbeliever, it means something is wrong. You should love people, but cannot share fellowship with them. Am I saying now, you should not communicate? What did I say? That's not what I'm saying. But the role of a believer in the life of an unbeliever is to preach and pray for them, preach to them to bring them to salvation. You don't want to be sharing your life with them. Okay, I just want to seek your advice in this matter. And you are expecting to get something good out of that advice. Praise God. No, no. So you should love them, pray for them, preach to them. Preach to them. We are not to share our life with an unbeliever. Some people will say, ah, pastor, do you know some unbelievers are even better than some believers I know? Seriously. There's a reason why an unbeliever will do a thing and get away with it. So you think that things are working for that unbeliever. Try it first. You will know it's not how they call papa. They call mama. <laughs> but your, the word of God must have its deep root in your life. James 4.4. 4. There are so many things I ought to say to you today. But time will not let me. James 4.4. 4. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is what? Is the enemy of God. First John chapter 2 verse 15. 2 verse 15. 
Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So from the day you got born again, from that day you became the child of light. And every unbeliever is still living in darkness. Now, as touching marriage, as touching marriage, there should no, be no way as a believer, you are not married to not get hooked with an unbeliever. Ah, pastor is fine. Pastor is rich. Pastor, can you see his pack? He's tall. He's lanky. In fact, his step makes my heart quake. A brother came to me one time. He, was, he wanted to get married. And he said, the woman is from a certain religion that is not Christian. He said, I'm so much in love with her. I said, get out of that relationship. You are not marrying her. But I can save her <laughs> in marriage. <laughs> no, you can say, you have not been able to save her while you are not married. It's not in marriage we save her. We will know who we save who. He said, but pastor, as you are talking, I, my heart is tearing apart. I say, it's better you allow it here now and save yourself and you allow it to tear later. As an unbeliever, I mean a believer, you cannot get into marriage with an unbeliever. As a matter of fact, it was in the Jewish custom that the Jews don't marry outside their tribe. What was God teaching at that time? God was teaching identification. So as a new creation, you must marry from the new creation tribe. You must marry in the church. It's not someone who does not believe. Like I was told, I can't marry you because you're a pastor. Or I can't marry you because you pray too much. My brothers and sisters, if you don't have legs to run fast, borrow my own. And run. Run faster than your shadow. Praise God. So God is teaching identification. So you must marry from a new creation tribe. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. In a few minutes, we'll start from here. Uh, 1 Corinthians 7. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 39. The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will. This is where many people stop, correct? But look at the instruction. It didn't finish there. In that marrying whoever you want to marry, there is a condition. What is that condition? Only in the Lord. Marry whoever only in the Lord. Only in the Lord. You cannot marry outside of Christ. You cannot marry outside of Christ. There are so many things I'm going to be disclosing to us. 
For example, what happens to now two people who are in a marriage and one is an unbeliever? What should be done? Bible give us instructions. So don't make conclusions yet as of today. Because tomorrow or Sunday, I will unveil it. The scripture, if you read the scripture, is very clear. Then what happens to a person who is in a relationship already? And now he's saved. Then we are also going to be touching. What happens to a believer who is who has an unbelieving parent? You know, there are some believers, their attitude is very, very, should I use chaotic? There's one word. Because their parents are not believers, they talk to their parents the way they like. We shall be addressing all of those things. Rise on your feet. I want you to pray. <laughs> I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That the words that you have heard, the words that you have heard, the words that you have heard. Don't make conclusions yet too, because this one, particular one, is not finished. There are so many things we are going to be touching. Don't forget, we are dealing on relationships, correct? So I have to unveil to you first who you are. Who you are. You must know who you are. There are some things that you can save yourself from. That should not be a prayer point later. It is with relationship. You are in the place of work. You think when you are at work, you have a different life. No, a believer does not have a different life wherever he goes. I want you to pray that you are stable. That you are stable. When you are at work, oh, because you don't want them to know that you are a believer. You can't do anything. You want to be like them. You want to feel belong. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope your soul has been truly enriched. More video and audio teachings are available on our website, www.ChristRehobothChurch.com. Follow our social media pages and check us out on Facebook, Kingsley Agu Ministry, and on YouTube, Kingsley Agu Ministry.